Mackey here, and I have one amazing guest today for everyone that's listening and watching. John Crimmins, you have an amazing career. Yeah, Stephen, it's been a very long time. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy? I looked you up on Wikipedia, and right. I just was, I was dumbfounded. Um. Because I would love to have a Wikipedia, and I don't, number one. <laughs> I have no idea how it got there, so. And, and number two, I have to, everybody, I have to read some of this because it's just so amazing. Um, it says, John is the one of the first on-air home shopping hosts and is considered a pioneer in, home, yeah. in the home shopping industry. From 1985 to 2019, 34 consecutive years as a national television host and guest. Now, here's the numbers that blows my mind. Um, it looks like you have 35,000 television hours. Yes, that's, that's, that's 35,000 hours of live TV. So if you, took like, if you took like Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, all the network news anchors combined, they won't even come close to 35,000 hours of live television. That, that is so amazing. Um, it also <laughs> says... Over two billion dollars in sales and over one hundred thousand product product presentations. Yeah, that's well. When you think about it, I mean, the, the shopping channels alone. I mean, when you look at QVC and HSN now, the combined curate, uh, they're doing over twenty billion dollars a year easily. Okay. And in my years from the beginning of shopping channels, when I was worked at America's Value Network, which is one of the first. Uh, and then Cable Value Network, which was out of Minneapolis, and then QVC bought them. Okay. Uh, so then I came to, to HSN, and then we had folks that went to QVC. So Mary Beth Rowe, Dan Wheeler, some of those guys at QVC are some of my best friends, lifelong friends. Uh, HSN with Colleen Lopez and, and a few others that came from CBN. We've been in the business a, a long time. So okay. we've had a chance not only to you know really create a lot and generate a lot of money and sell a lot of things, but, you know, the 100,000 products might even be low because when you consider the fact that every hour I would present seven to ten items an hour having to know every single one of those items, you know, from front to back, how to demo it, how yeah. to talk to the guest. That's, that's it's long. Well, you know what? You know, what's crazy. I did a little homework this morning and I watched um uh, your videos, some of your early videos. Oh, no. Not the Doctor of Shopology. Yes, yes. And you know what's great? And we're going to cut some of those into this because I think All it's right. just it's just wonderful. From the heartland of America, it's America's Value Network. Television home shopping with a value difference. Now, with this hour's parade of bargain buys, here are your AVN personal shoppers. Yeah! You know what? Yeah! You like to be in style, you like to be designerish. We've got them here on America's Value Network. This is going to be a fun-filled, great hour, low quality, well, actually great quality, low prices, low, 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 low prices, great quality name brand merchandise, and again, those low prices that we are famous here on America's Value Network. You see something you like? You think you'd like to have it? 1-800-553-6644. That is the number to call. Take it, 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 take it. Let's take a phone call. Let's talk across to America. We're talking to Shopper. What's your name, please? Jackie. Jackie, how are you? Fine, how are you? Great, I'm just doing super. We're having a lot of fun here. 
I don't want to have a bunch of excess fat. I mean, they put that into the weight of most steaks that you buy in the stores. All of my years in this industry now, over 24 and a half years, we've used Sony televisions and Sony camcorders and cameras to be able to bring to you HSN. Had the same cast iron pan for, for my entire life, <laughs> okay? And she was cooking even before then, so you have to imagine, probably almost 50 years. I'm, I'm 47 now. I mean, imagine a pan that you'd have in your family that you could even pass along from generation to generation. That's what people do. You um, saw the John and Johnny videos then, too? Uh, oh, we, John and Johnny from America's Value Network. We're going we're gonna to oh. show from, like, beginning. <laughs> we're going to show quite a few of them because there has been a transition. Now, here's yeah. a couple questions. This was important because the reason why I think um, you're such an amazing guest, especially for my audience, they're always interested, John, in, in pitching their ideas correctly. Yeah. Because you only have, you know, you only have a, you know, maybe a couple minutes to do it right. And and how do you do it when you've done that many products? How do you do it? You know, that part of it's really, I mean, super important. I mean, you could take all the time to, you know, to invent your, your, your creation, your idea. Um, you can spend all that time researching it, developing it. And, you know, I mean, you're, you're chasing everything and trying to make sure that everything is buttoned up. But, and you think that your passion might be the only thing that'll carry you across the goal line, and it's not. Sometimes it can be as quick as a you know one and a half minutes pitch just like that, and if you can't grab their attention, um, and, and this is the same way in shopping channels, if you if you can't grab that attention in that first minute minute and a half, and uh, you literally probably will lose that sell. Okay. Um, and also, it's not just the shortness of a pitch to get them attention, but you can also outsell yourself, meaning that you can go on beyond where you needed to be. They're already sold on it. They want it. They want to be involved with it, but you keep pitching <laughs> and really never, never, and really never closing. You, you've seen right. that, right? Yeah. So John, let's start at the very beginning. How do you hook them in? Okay, how, how, do you, so, how do you hook them in so fast? Because you don't have a lot of time to do that. And this type of pitching, in my opinion, is you're always pitching if you're an entrepreneur. You're always have you have an audience. Maybe you're raising money. Maybe you're trying to license an idea. It doesn't matter. You're sure. always pitching. So how do you grab an audience within a couple seconds? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I look at life like your life is a pitch. Live it because I mean <laughs> everything you do from even your 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 children when they're the young, when they're they're young and you're trying to get them to do something, you're pitching them that you know they're going to get something for that if you do this right. It's the same way, I mean, pretty much throughout life. I mean, with anything and everything you do, whether it's with your spouse, your friends, your business. But like my anatomy of a pitch, um, basically that first minute, minute and a half to me, is the most important thing of a pitch. Okay. Now, granted, you, have, you might know all the features. You might know all the benefits. You might have set up everything, and you've got this long chart of how you're going to pitch it. But if you don't have that first minute and you don't have it so that the person that you're talking to, I mean, imagine if you were to meet you and me in, in an elevator and you get on, you, you just were on the show floor of an invention you know, convention and you've got an idea and you, you only, only have about a minute until Steve gets off on his floor and I get off on mine, right? So in that first minute, you need to captivate us. You have to make it so that if I were to close my eyes, I could envision what your problem is how you solve that problem, and I can envision myself using it. Hmm. So literally trying to relate it, you know, your, your, your problem, solution, so your, the problem, the solution, and then, and then create in the mind's eye, 
and we have we literally have to do this really quickly. But if I could close my eyes and you could describe what what your problem is solving and how it works in that minute and a half, I'm going to be enticed. I may stop. I may hold the elevator door <laughs> so that you and I could uh, so you and I can talk a little bit further. Okay. But it really is. I mean, it's truly that first minute and a half. Uh, if you don't grab us, and you know you've you've seen, and we've worked with a lot of different people, that uh, their mind's always moving in a, in a really fast pace, and and, and the decision makers, even the big companies, whether it's a shopping channel, uh, it's a retailer, they're moving at light speed. Okay. They have to be. They're thinking way out. Okay. So you've got to grab them, and when that that first minute and a half, remember problem, your best problem, your best solution to it, and and make them envision themselves using it, John, and then John. close them. I, I love that. I love those those three steps. Is part of it uh, storytelling? When, when you say that they can imagine it, are you telling a story where they're in that story and they see themselves? Yeah, in a, in a way, because, because I think that's that's the beginning. That's just the beginning of your story. Okay. You got, but you have to give them the the grasp of, of what they're going to be solving and how they're going to solve it with your solution. Um, they have to be able to grab that in the first minute and a half. Then the storytelling goes further. Because okay. now you've given them the biggest reason why this is going to solve a big problem in their life. Okay. And then you're going to walk them down this path. And every one of your features and every one of the benefits of the – and then you're walking through, you're taking them to a journey, right? So every time you do a feature and benefit, make sure it's applying to what they could solve in their own lives, right? Okay. So every feature has a solution that, that – our problem that it's solving. Okay. And then it, make them envision each time you do that, a feature benefit – Make them envision, you know how um, how you know how it's going to be in their life, and then close them. Okay. So if you're not if you're not, like a ten minute presentation, let's see on a shopping channel, you may not even get that. Okay. Uh, you're lucky if you get past four, but okay. if you get past four, in every one of those minutes, you had better at least close once, okay. uh, and 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 but it, do it in a way that makes the person that's that you want them to buy or get into your idea okay. that they're envisioning it when you're asking them to buy it. Okay. Hey John, let's talk about the closing. Because that's okay. not that's not easy, is it? No, it's you know, you know what? In the beginnings like of the, of like even in my shopping career, um when I started a radio at 17 in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, one of, you know, one of the youngest DJ guys out there. Um then I got in the shopping business and, and my first my first um pitch, the first pitch I ever did on like any kind of television was at America's Value Network, and they wanted me to sell one of those ventricular fans, you know, the fans that go back and forth, and a puppy in a basket. And I was supposed to talk for them <laughs> about those for, you know, four minutes apiece. That is, uh, it, you know, trying to come up with things and trying to figure out what to do and what to say about them, but then closing them. You have to ask for the order. Okay. You know, years ago, it used to be as easy as, you know, call this number now, you know, we got 30 seconds on the clock. It's ticking down. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, the price just dropped again. Yeah, that's the old days of, of the shopping channels, right? Um, but in today's world, you really got to – your pitch has to be smoother. Okay. I mean, you're, and your, your clothes has to be even – I mean, has to be where they don't even know they're being closed, but you're closing them. Okay. I mean, just going and saying, hey, you, you want my cup? I don't know if I want your cup. If you tell me that this cup is going to, you know, every morning you're going to wake up with a fresh, incredible aroma of coffee and you're going to envision the first sip that you have and how it enlivens your senses. OK, I'll get that. <laughs> I'll buy it. But you have to that in your clothes, you have to really kind of you may have already taken them down the, the journey. Right. But you still have to you still have to 
Um, you still have to connect to them when you ask for the order, but you have to close. I mean, no matter what you do, after every feature, after every benefit, you have to close okay. because you may have solved one of the problems they had already envisioned in their mind. And if you don't ask for the order, then you're so, you're you're just kind of going down a road and never getting the getting the, the final close. Let's talk about asking for the order. You said it's changed a little bit, okay? Yeah. And it and I think today there's there's not a lot of trust out there, right? Because of yeah, so it's how, very, it's very true. Okay, so how do you true. how do you close? I mean, do you say buy now or buy because we're going to run out of stock? I mean, how do you what what type of incentives do you get them to say hey, pick up the phone? But they don't do that so much anymore. So what explain that closing area because that's a really confusing thing at the very end when I'm done and I don't want to over pitch it like you said, but yeah. I do need to ask for that order. Press a button, do something, take action. Well, it, like in, t in today's, like if you look at the evolution of like television shopping, because remember, I mean, television shopping really got, uh, it started really after uh, the FTC allowed these channels to go, or, you know, TV stations to go past midnight with programming. So they had to fill it with something. Okay. And so your first shopping channel started to appear there, right? So the all you at that point, all you were doing is close. You're just like, here's the number, here's the thing. It's all in your face selling. Okay. In today's world, um, I think the consumers become a little more sophisticated. Um, yeah, they, they'll actually, they still will respond to the over the top, you know, buy it now, you got to get it. But um, in the in the, in the in the likelihood of things, if you're more their friend, um, if you're talking like conversation like you and I are right now, right? Okay. We're just talking, we're friends, we're, you know, we're, we're talking about the business, we're talking about the industry or whatever problem or solution that you're solving with your invention or your idea. Um, they tend to trust you a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't have been in this industry as long as I have if they didn't trust me. Um, there were times that I had products on air that I would look at and go, oh, you know, I, there's no way I would buy it. Okay. But that doesn't mean that there's not somebody watching that that might be the perfect solution to okay. their problem, right? So even a bad product, I mean, I would go through and I would literally just list out the features and benefits. I would sell it for what it was. Never, ever oversell it. Because that just causes, you know, people to be distrusting and, okay. you know, displeasure with you. Because remember, you're the face. You're the person that sold it to me. Okay. Um, so, you know, that whole trust factor is a gained trust factor. Um, like some of the audience for television shopping, you know, they, over the years they've gone. You'll see a host that might appear and they're gone in a year, okay. two years. Because they don't have the time to help them ramp up to be a good host. A good host takes, you know, time. It takes a lot of effort. Um and that trust factor that you have with somebody on television, okay. so, you can blow that in one cell. Uh, they'll never, they'll never shop with you again. So, I mean, like okay. for me, um, I always tried to be, you know, as as on product, you know, not oversell it, not do everything, but make sure that they understood that it solves a problem that they have. So, John, let's talk about the trust for just a minute because I think um, in today's environment, very few people trust each other. Like I said, and and so. So how do you establish trust? Is it with your enthusiasm? You're talking directly to them? Because I watched some of your videos and you're extremely um, enthusiastic, much more when you first started out, which was- Yeah, the old ones. Yeah, well, see, that's what I was telling you. We didn't know how to sell. <laughs> okay, which I just love to watch those. And then I watched the later ones, but it was a little bit slower. It was a little mm -hmm. bit more, um, let, it's, we're sitting down having a conversation. 
Yeah. Well, because because remember now, they don't have to watch you. You know, like on a shopping channel, they can literally be, they can just turn you off and go somewhere else, right? It's, I mean, it's really that simple. So the people that were over the top started to get uh, attritioned out. You you didn't start, you know, the pitch started to soften because people wanted, you know, they're inviting you into their home. I mean, think about that. The millions of people that invited me into my home, I felt was sacred. Because I'm, I'm, get, I'm taking some of their time. I mean, everybody's time is precious, right? We only have a certain amount of time to give our family and friends and business and everything else. So they're inviting me in. So I'd much rather be the guy that's sitting there talking with you, telling you about a product okay. um, and helping you along a path to, to buy it than yelling in your face and pointing out the phone number. So it, it takes time. It's not something that, you know, I think that um, there's not a lot of people that come into the business that know how to do it right away. So don't ru- so don't rush it. But but I watched yeah. your I watch your videos and, and it, is it enthusiasm? Is it really looking at them in the eye? Is it saying? Is there some things that you can say to connect with them at the very beginning? Because it seems like um, you're establishing a relationship, and that does take a little bit of time. Yeah. So what are the what are the kind of tips that you could give someone if you're going into a meeting for the first time, let's say? Or you, you, you're meeting people for the first time, you're going to make a presentation. Do you do anything yeah. before you start to pitch to get to know them to establish that relationship? Yeah, you know, here's I'll give you a good example. Okay, so and this would be how I would treat and, and this is just television shopping. But I think you, you can really equate this to um, whatever you do, whatever you do in life. Okay. Um, I would, you know, you always want to prepare first. You have to be comfortable with what you're doing. Okay. That means you have to be. In and out, you know your product in and out, your your whatever you're trying to pitch, okay. you know features, benefits. I mean, it could just come out of your head and you know it right away, right? So you're really comfortable with that. So you don't need to be over, you know, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. Right. But what you need to learn is what I did with with guests, and let's say, and this would be the same thing I would do with 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 other people as well, is I would get to know them by talking to them. You know, the hour before I went on the air at HSN, I literally never never talked about the product. Okay. I would talk to the guest about, uh, about an hour and a half before the show. Okay. And for the hour before the show, I would just talk to them. Okay. I would learn about them. I would talk about their family, what they've been doing, um, laughing, having a couple cups of coffee. Right. So by the time they got on the air with me, we're best friends. Got it. And all, they're not seeing me as John, the pitch guy, you know, America's pitch man. They're right. actually going, Hey, uh, this is John Creeman. This is my friend. So it kind of brings that they trust me, then the audience see that, oh, well, this other person likes him too. So, okay. So then by the time it's all done, you're building that trust factor up as well. One of the things that I do personally on air, um, and this no matter what I do, is look you in the eye. You're looking at the camera, for heaven's sakes. It's the most impersonal way to ever talk to anybody in your life, like on a cam, right? But what I do is um, I I may have told you about the product and the feature – but then I'm going to look at you, and then I'm going to talk to you, you know, like a, like a friend would another friend. Okay. I always looked at the cameras, one of my friends, and I'm just talking to them, right? Okay. And then they, everybody else that's watching TV is thinking you're talking exactly to them. But I'm going to talk to you like I would now. Um, I tell you why, you know, this is this is really cool and why I think it would be great. Always keeping your eye contact with that camera lens. It's tough to do, but, but if you do it right, uh, the people that are watching think, you're actually looking at them. You're okay. in their house. You're in their living room right with them right now telling them something. So, John, I know you've got a lot of hours. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are making these little videos, right, to pitch ideas yeah, yeah. now. And they're not, 
they're not comfortable in front of the camera. So how do you become comfortable? How does that camera become your friend? I love that you said that because I do believe you have to love the camera because the camera picks up on everything. Oh, totally, totally. You can see people looking off the eye. If you've ever watched a shopping channel or somewhere else and you see them looking off because there's something going on in the set or they're looking down at the monitor it's telling them what the sales are. <laughs> so they're always looking off camera, right? Um, to be comfortable around a camera, um, there aren't a lot of people that literally naturally take a camera. Okay. Uh, they're always worried about what they look like, what they feel like. You know, people aren't people do make judgments of that. Okay. But what you need to do when you're looking at a camera, you need to think that, hey, this, this is your best friend. Just look at that camera, envision that this is the best friend that has seen you in your worst, seen you at your best. Oh. And, and and literally, if you can do that um, and keep looking at the camera, just thinking about your friend and that really you're oh. trying to pitch the, your best friend on something. Um, you're going to look a lot more comfortable okay. um, because I, like when I did with guests, I had guests that would come on uh, on my shows and were horrific. Okay. I mean, were totally terrified. Um, and, but then I started noticing as time went on that little hour that I told you about that I do where I would go and sit. And we, we wouldn't even talk about that product. We just talk about everything else tended to calm them down like tremendously. OK, so I mean, so when they're when they're there. So you know, if you're doing a pitch for your product, um Okay. And in today's world, there's so many ways to, to film it, right? I mean, from, your, from your, your your iPhone, which is fantastic video, all these little editing programs you can get that are very simple to use. It can make it look even more professional than you do yourself. Okay. Um, practice a lot more, but practice right. with it. But remember that camera face that you know the, the front of your cam of your phone is is your friend. Okay. So you need to kind of look at that and can remember the fact that when you're in front of a camera, no matter what kind of camera it is, um, that you're actually just talking to a friend. Okay. You're being conversational. Um, it, I think it comes off better that way. Okay. Uh, I, th I know that you know some inventors, some entrepreneurs will overthink. Okay. They've got to show all this stuff and they got to move around. And you know what? You may not have to. Okay. Uh, if you're if you're conveying the feature, the benefit, closing. Your, you know, making them envision in their mind's eye what your product actually does. Okay. Um, that can actually help you a lot more in that intro, in the beginning of your video, than something that's clumsy where I might have a bunch of stuff behind me and I'm like trying to move it around and I've got this and that, and and you just confuse yourself, right? So I, I tend to look at videos that are a little cleaner, that don't have a lot of that, you know, bumbling around with stuff because in the end, it's just a confusing mess. So tell me. Um... If you were doing a live, <clears throat> let's say an interview, <clears throat> excuse me, live interview. You want some coffee? Hold on. I, I, I think I need a little video. So <laughs> if you're doing a live interview and um, or even if you're doing a live pitch and you make a mistake, how do you recover from it? You keep going on. But never stop. The moment you stop. the And, and I, I found this out and, I, and, and it, I, it's a it's a. It is it something that happened to me on air, then I remember now, no matter what happens, just okay. keep going. The moment that you stop, Draws attention. the person that was listening to you or you think were listening to you, okay. it may not have been thinking about you completely, right. will stop and go, what was that? And you're lost. You've, right. you've, just, you've just let them know that you made a mistake, right? Okay. So here's something, it happened on air. There was a woman that called in, and she was expounding on how this beautiful jewelry was the most amazing stuff she had ever had, right? 
okay, and I'm sitting listening. I'm thinking, okay, this is great, man. Oh, she's saying some great things about the, the product we're selling. That's, that's absolutely awesome. And then she goes into so, this really disgusting, kind of ugly, weird, I mean, terrifying stuff. I mean, I'm just listening to it, and, and, and I'm looking. I can see in my mind's eye. I can see the producer hasn't hit the red button to stop, you know, like knock it so that it, you know, there's a delay. He was talking to a model, so he wasn't paying attention. And I'm up there like and the crew's listening, and they're thinking, oh, my God, somebody pushed the button. And I said, oh, oh, you like the caller then. That's fantastic. Thanks for the call. And I just kept on moving on, right? <laughs> no one. The only people that knew that it actually happened were the crew. Okay. Even the producer had no idea that it went on because they just – oh, just John's talking along. So, so sometimes it's best – even if you make a mistake, it may not be as glaring in okay. in their mind, the people that are watching you, as it is in yours. Got it. I mean, because because you literally when you're pitching something, when you make a mistake, I mean, you oh my god, I've just messed up. They might not even people, catch people it. don't watch that intently. Okay. I mean, I don't think you could ever get a like 100 percent. People are just living on your every second and every word, right. uh, whether it's infomercials, you know, dr, you know, direct response stuff. I don't think they live on your every word. Okay. They're so, getting they're getting parts of it, right? While they're doing something in their house or they're, you know, watching you, but yet people are walking by, so they're really paying attention to those people, but they're trying to, you know, act like they're listening to you. So, you know, you make a mistake. Yeah, you just gotta keep moving on. Uh don't let it don't let that be the only thing that kind of makes you flutter and, and flop. Don't let it trip you up. All right, John, I have one last question. All right. We talked how important trust was. So how do you lose it? You said you can lose it real quick. How do you? How can you lose it in a pitch? How can you lose it if you're if you're building a relationship? How can you lose that trust? Uh, think about um, when you know if you, if it's if it's a product you're selling, it could just be that you're, you've oversold your product um, and you oversold it so much that everything you said or half of everything you said was a lie. Okay. Uh, in the old days of television shopping, there were a lot of products that got overpitched and okay. oversold and beyond the realm of even reality of what it would actually do. And, you know, once you get that home, it's that, that experience once they get open the box, right? Okay. They get the box at home and then they get it and they either can't put it together. It doesn't solve the problem exactly like you said it would. Okay. I mean, there are products on, on some shopping channels that actually, um, that are, I won't say grafted, but they're actually, you know, they, they create the problem in a way that makes their solution work better. Got it. Okay. And they get it home, and it might not work that way, right? And and a lot of that, you know, happens. You know, it just depends. You know, a lot of you know home solution products, cleaning products, things like that, sometimes have uh, overdone demos, and they have tried to tone those down now because people got them home, and then they, they didn't respect it because it didn't work, right? It didn't so, deliver on the promise. No, yeah, and and, okay. and and if they're gonna trust you, if you're gonna be invited into somebody's home, or you're gonna be pitching to somebody on, you know, whether you're in a big convention or okay. something. They wanted to spend that moment with you, and they've given you a little bit of their time. So it's it's you need to respect the time that you, you know they gave you, Got it. or were able to give you, because their lives are just as busy as yours is, right? Okay. So you you can you can lose them really quick. Um, I think that like in our industry, like in, you know my industry is so wide now because I do so many different things um, that it, it time gets you know you get caught up in this time loop where time just, you don't have enough time. And there are a lot of people that are wanting your time and requesting your time. Uh, and a lot of it conflicts, you know, and I hate to, I hate to say that that can, um, can destroy a, like a first relationship or somebody that might want to know a little bit more about you. 
Um, but they sometimes forget that, you know, you're just as busy as they are. And even maybe even more because you've invited a lot of people that really want a lot of time that you don't often have uh, to give. And I'm sure you've, you've seen that. Um, I think that in the, you know, in the invention industry and in entrepreneur industry, that happens a lot. You know, it's um, you know interesting what you said. And I had another guest, Richard Levy, which is in the, the toy industry. He said, look, when you're pitching a product and if there's an issue, let's say it's a brand new product and there's an issue, you need to disclose it. Because if they get down the road and you didn't disclose something, you kind of burned a bridge. So I think yeah. it kind of be, you know, I think you can apply that same thing to to a product that someone gets at home and it doesn't deliver and you've all oversold it. There is nothing, there is nothing more, you know, I, you know, we never really got the letters or, you know, customer complaints. Um, okay. but when I would talk to the customer service people, I would find out, you know, oh, no. it, it, you know, a lot of it was stuff that I didn't cause. So it wasn't my, you okay. know, my deal, but looking back at the early days and the other, and, you know, even, even today, sometimes there's things on air that I go, I just know that product's not going to work. Okay. I watch it on a shopping channel. I see it on TV and I'm going, oh my God, I know. I've either pitched that before, had it on a show, oh. and I know what it, what it, how it works, right? And that they're going just a little too far. Um, you know, the, the, okay. the, trust, the trust thing is a big deal. All right. You know, without it, I would have been in this industry as long as I have okay. or, you know, been invited into people's homes. And I, and I really do cherish that. I think that that is, um, if anything, it's one of the, the, the biggest things in my life that okay. people actually gave, a, you know, that actually cared about what I said or what I recommended or okay. um, just invited me into the home, spending a little time with me, even so, though I couldn't see them. Uh, but, but at least, you know, that, that they gave me their time. So I need to be res as respectful as I can of, of their time. And I, and I try to, it's sometimes it's that. really hard. No, I I, as you know, I we're, so we're, we're running all over the place and. Well, John, I think what's really important, especially for this audience is that you really need to know, the benefits and features of your product you need to it needs to come off naturally you need to love the camera you need yeah. to build relationships you don't want to oversell and you want to build trust okay so yeah and you, and, 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 you know, and, and if you're an entrepreneur and an inventor or, or anything like that you don't have that time yeah you got a very short amount of time to really come off the way you need to um to to give your your product or your your invention or your business the the best way to, to succeed. And if you want to be in the business for long term, it's about relationship and about that trust. So, John, That's thank right. you very much for spending Welcome. some time with us today. Um, it's a pleasure. Just fantastic. What a wonderful career. Um, so thank you. And um, let's talk again sometime because I'm fascinated with with the pitching because I know it goes back a long time um, in our American history, oh, back, back forever, really. People have been pitching. Um, and that's another story. But, um, John, thank you very much for that. And uh, Stephen, thank you. We'll have you on again. Excellent. That'd be great.